Hello, welcome to another episode of Davey B's Hit Song Vault. My name is John David Birdall, and I am sitting right here, right now, with Davey B. Hi, Dad. Hello, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and today we're going to be talking about something that is so essential, so important, dare I say, instrumental. Yes, instrumental (laughs) hits, as a matter of fact. Yes, yes. And so, gosh, we've got so many hit songs we're going to be talking about. Dad, what are some of them? I well, do believe... oh, just ahead. to preface as a bit, John, we uh, had such a fine request mm-hmm. on the uh, guitar instrumental podcast that mm-hmm. we did that we decided, well, there's a lot more instrumental songs out there, so let's broaden our horizons a bit and... Add some more to the list. Yes, exactly. Okay, so before we get into this list, uh, do allow me to say that Davy B's Hit Song Vault is a 30-minute comedic and encyclopedic conversation about the music of our lives with Davy B and his son, John David. During each episode of the podcast, these two hosts will discuss and will play excerpts of 10 audio tracks within a specific theme or within a specific subject for your listening pleasure and total, total edification. Together, Davy B and John David do have a combined 70 years of songwriting and song performance and recording and music production experience between them. Well, there you go. <laughs> well done. No, thank you so much. Yes. yes. What's the first song? As far as I know, it's Johnny and the Hurricanes. With Red River Rock. And we kind of picked that one because Johnny and the Hurricanes were an instrumental group of uh, guitar, bass, drums, uh, saxophone, Mm -hmm. and uh, keyboards. Yeah. And they specialized in taking old folk songs Mm -hmm. and putting (laughs) a rock and roll beat to them. (laughs) So all of a sudden... Here comes uh, Red River Rock. Mm-hmm. Here comes Reveille Rock. Yeah, Here yeah. comes Beatnik Fly, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> and then didn't they take uh, When the Saints Come Marching In? Oh, yeah. And they, turn that into a song? They, like a different one? They just took anything. Sure. And put a simple rock and roll beat to it and uh, a good sounding group. And mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's let the folks decide if they enjoy it too, like you and I do. Oh, okay. Alrighty. So here's Johnny and the Hurricanes. And the Red River Rock. What I thought was so interesting, too, was the fact that these guys had an opening act for them in Germany when they were on tour. Mm-hmm. That uh, I just think we might recognize the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was 1962. Yeah. Right in Hamburg, Germany. Yeah. And so this little this little known group called the Beatles <laughs> <laughs> opened for them. Yes. Oh, thanks, Beatles. Or I guess thanks to the Beatles. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, that is amazing. Okay, so next song then? Next song on our list is a great instrumental song by a group from Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, we used it for our theme song, uh, Davey B and the Sonics did, on our rock and roll radio show that we had on Cutie and Bismarck. Oh, wow. And uh, we had a great sax player at Mm -hmm. the time named Blaine Bartz 
who has unfortunately left the confines of the earth to be oh, with his maker. Sure. But uh, Blaine certainly could play this song mm-hmm. with all the vigor that it deserved. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called Wild Weekend. And the reason they called it Wild Weekend mm-hmm. was because a disc jockey in Buffalo had decided, huh. I need a theme song for my show. Oh, okay. So it's kind of fitting, I guess, that we picked it as our theme song. Oh, yeah. And uh, things uh, worked out very well. And when I lived in Minot, of all things, Mm -hmm. I had a drummer, a very nice guy. He was a captain in the Air Force. Oh, sure. Who uh, decided that he was going to be a part of the Rock and Rebels for a while. So I was more than happy to have him in (laughs) our group in Minot. Yes. Okay, hi. Yeah, Yeah. come over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as a band leader, right? Right. Uh, you do have to do that sometimes. You yes. know, be a kind of talent scout. Mm-hmm. That's you? for sure. Don't you? That's you know, for sure. I've had to do that in a couple of bands that I was in. Well, yeah, one definitely where I was considered the leader. Mm-hmm. You know, I would see people perform and, and then I would, after the show, you know, or after they would have their time on stage, I'd walk up and be like, hello, you know, hi, I'm John. You know, uh-huh. I'm, in, I'm in this group. And they'd be like, you're in that group. Uh-huh. Gosh, it'd be great to play in that one. And it's like, well, how about it? <laughs> That's really neat. Okay, so shall we play Wild Weekend then? Let us do it. This is a great instrumental song, gang. Wild Weekend, the Rockin' Rebels, front and center. up after listening to that mm-hmm. once again mm-hmm. is that it begins with such a great bed for someone to speak over oh yeah right like on a radio show yeah, right. did you notice that oh yeah you know, or it's like so someone could be saying hey welcome to this show oh yeah know? oh yeah party people yeah. and don't think disc jockeys didn't take advantage of that oh yeah i suppose so sure. as you had been talking about right right yeah and something, oh, something that I do believe I was supposed to bring up, okay, about the rebels. What was that? Right. And they were also known as the Rockin' Rebels. Right. The reason for that was to avoid confusion with Dwayne Eddy and his rebels, the rebels changed their name to the Rockin' Rebels. That makes sense. Yes. So there we yes. go. Yeah. What, 1963? Mm, something like that. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So the next song, right? Right. Or shall we pause here? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. No, we, could, we have oh. time to do another one. Oh, yes, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. How about, well, I was going to say, how about we pause for a tall, cool one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a reference to the song we're going to be talking about next, which is Tall, Cool One by the Wailers or the Fabulous Wailers. And so it looks like that one, what came around in 1950-something? It started as a demo, 1958, 1959? Yeah, 59, I think, was the first drive they took it to yeah. the... The charts with, and then they tried again along about 1964. Sure, sure. And they had been called the Nightcaps. Originally, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And then, um, and they were from Tacoma, Washington. Right. Yeah, and you and I had been speaking about, like, why the name of this song had been changed. 
That's right. It, it yes. started out. It started out as Scotch on the Rocks. So, and then in nineteen, it was that some parents, as I recall, yeah. weren't fond of that being a song for teenagers. Yeah, the keyboardist's mother <laughs> had said, "Hey, you got to call this tall, cool one," and so they did. They did call it tall, cool one. And it was a good idea, too, because mm-hmm. it finally made it. And uh, it was strange because they inspired another uh, Seattle-Tacoma area group called oh. the Kingsmen oh. to uh, come out with a tuned-down version of the song and not an instrumental anymore. Uh-huh. But it became a fantastic hit, and it was called Louie Louie. Oh, Okay. And uh, I think that we should probably give them their due with Tall, Cool One. Dad, what did you think of that? I mean, hearing that one again, especially from that part of the song. I guess it just brings back loads of memories, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. loads of memories. We played that song so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I say, it was just, uh, it was one of those instrumental hits that defy definition, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, Tall Cool One by the Whalers was a groove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of great. Yeah, it's got a great uh, energy to it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, I was yep. about to say groove, but it's got more than that. You know, you know that with the boom, boom, you know. So the next song on the list is supposed to be a taste of honey. Well, I, let's put it out there. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so the next song on the list here, <laughs> instrumental hits, is a taste of honey by Herb Alpert. Right? And, right. And the Tijuana Brass. Yes. And something that I had noticed that I did not know about this song until you and I were talking about it a bit more. And I learned so much, Dad, talking to you. I thought I knew so much, you know, about, I suppose, a certain, you know, kind of group of songs or generation of songs, right? Right. And then we start talking about them. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that, too. <laughs> but, yeah, in 1966, Alpert received Grammys with his version of this song. In three really? different categories. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Best instrumental arrangement, best instrumental performance, non jazz, and record of the year. Three awards. Wow. On one record. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's really? amazing. And he, uh, get this, John, mm-hmm. he also produced the first of the Jan and Dean sessions. You know, the Surf City guys, oh, sure. Dead Man's yeah. Curb. Yeah, Surf yeah. City, here we come. Yeah, he yeah. produced those. Huh. And uh, it's just uh, amazing. He also wrote uh, for Sam Cooke, okay. Wonderful World. Oh, so is that like, don't know much about history? That's the one, yep. 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 And uh, he finally quit using studio musicians and formed his own band oh. uh, so he could go out and tour, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that happened in the, oh, I think if memory serves me right, along about 65, something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's this, too. Excluding soundtracks, the only artists to have number one LPs in 1965 in the U.S. were Elvis, The Beatles, 
the Rolling Stones, and Herb Alpert. Boy, was he in good company or what? Sure. Yeah. Yes. So, shall we just get right to? Let's get right to it. Okay. So, this is A Taste of Honey by Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Is so bouncy, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, you know, you know, it's so yep. much, it's so much fun. Was that one of the ones that you had performed? Oh no, in your group? Mm-hmm. Okay, I no. suppose you'd really need a horn section, like yeah. a whole horn section yeah. for that, wouldn't you? You'd have to have trumpets and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you probably played it right on one of the radio shows. Oh that yes, yeah. yes, sure, yeah. And hey, did you do that on some of the shows that you had? I suppose prior to this one, did you have sort of shows devoted to? Certain subjects? Not really. Oh. Well, hey, it's all a part of a first in your career. Yes, well, that's it is. great. Yeah, it is. That's great. It is, Johnny. Oh, neat. no, we just uh, you know played the hits, mm-hmm. top forty. And that's what we played. Okay. Oh. Okay. So we've got a top forty hit coming up, don't we? Yes. It was number two. This it? song was so big, mm-hmm. and it was. Get this, John. Mm-hmm. It wasn't supposed to be. The hit side. The hit side was a vocal side of this record, mm-hmm. and the instrumental side was just take the vocal out and play the background music, and this is the song that reached number two mm-hmm. and stayed there and got such kudos. Mm-hmm. And every, I think, radio station, uh, the disc jockeys used to love to go into the news <laughs> with this song. <laughs> Why yeah. is that? Do you know? Because you could talk over it. Oh, I suppose so. Sure. I suppose so. Even though it doesn't have a real definitive mm-hmm. melody line, sure. it just had that get up and go feeling, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. So how about we treat listeners to that? Good right. idea. Okay. So this is The Horse by Cliff Nobles. Well, that was a whole lot of horsing around there. Well, yes, it was. And didn't that just kind of trot along? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the song doesn't, you know, it's it's not long in the tooth, is it? No. (laughs) Which I do believe is a horse sort of reference right there. Um, Very but, good. Uh-huh. Very good. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still. It's still got this. You know. Uh. What. Um. Significance to it. It's got this. Like. Uh. It's like it's some sort of announcement that's going on, and that totally makes sense. That it's. It was played during the news. Oh wow! You know, saddle up, everyone. Well, there it is. You have ridden the horse. <laughs> yes, exactly. By Cliff Nobles. Yep. Right. That one right there. All right. Next song on the list, Dad. Next song on the list is by Young Holt Unlimited. And uh, they were kind of a part 
of the studio band of Brunswick Records. Okay. And when they sat down to do this thing... Yeah, and this thing is Soulful Strut. Soulful Strut, yes, we should let them know. When they sat down to do Soulful Strut, which again attained marvelous reaction as far as an instrumental hit, uh, number three in the nation, I believe, is number one in Canada... And uh, just a big smash rooney for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And the people that recorded it were not young mm-hmm. or Holt. It was the backup band, the studio band, if you will, mm-hmm. of uh, Brunswick Records. <laughs> and Young and Holt weren't even there. So oh, yeah. that, that was interesting. Uh-huh. But uh, Young sure. Holt Unlimited with... Uh, uh, soulful strut. Yes, yes. Is what we're just going to lay on your ears right now. to like roll the shoulders with that one you know (laughs) so many of these instrumental hits that we're talking about today have that catch feeling to them that they grab you Mm -hmm. you know and that one really does yep you know that one's that one's swell i'm gonna be soulfully strutting out of here when we're done (laughs) (laughs) can i watch (laughs) oh yes of course of course okay So the next song that we've got on the list is by Dave Baby Cortez. I remember Dave Baby Cortez. He was a really good session man from Detroit. Mm -hmm. And uh, he played on a lot of sessions in Detroit Mm. uh, from 19, oh, geez, what, 55 to 57. Uh, He sang with several groups. Oh, wow. Uh, He was uh, the ultimate, you know, backup musician. Sure. Huh, kind of Renaissance musician? Yep. Do it all? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. That's really, really great. Yeah, and so this song, Rinky Dink, uh, we were listening to the songs uh, that were going to be on this list, okay, before okay. we actually started talking about yes, them. Yes, we, we do. Were, yeah, we were sitting outside, mm-hmm. and I had told you, Dad, I, I had thought, like, listening to it again, it's like, I had thought that this song was another song when I had heard it. You know, I had thought that this song was Love is Strange. Well, I can understand that because of the sound of the guitar riffs mm-hmm. and some of the chord progressions, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, by Mickey and Sylvia. Mickey and Sylvia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kept waiting for the, you know, mm, love is strange, uh-huh. you know, or something, right. like that, you know, to come in. What What is the lyric there? It's like, love, love is strange, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness and so yeah it took a little while for me to i don't know about separate the two or divorce the two but really know that yeah rinky dink was its own song on chess records i do believe it is i believe time. it was yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah 1962 right right 1962 so from 1962 you know off of chess records or thanks to chess records this is rinky dink by dave baby cortez
Well, that's what we meant by down, 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 down. Yes. Love is Strange and that song is strange and it all came out in an instrumental big hit per Dave Baby Cortez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rinky a, Dink. Oh, yes. Okay. So this one started out its life uh, as a song called Classical Gasoline. Classical Gasoline. Yeah. Now, how did it get that title, dear John? Apparently, the writer and performer of it, okay, yeah, um, wrote this song and would perform this song just in case he needed something to play, like fuel, basically fuel for some sort of performance for people. You know, he just needed something. So he called it Classical Gasoline. And then once it was being recorded, as far as I know, the gasoline part got shortened, okay, mm-hmm. to I, by a music copyist or something like that, right? to gas. And so we now call it Classical Gas by Mason Williams. And what we're talking about is the Mason Williams mm-hmm. that he had the, should we say, good luck to fall into a place on the Smothers Brothers yeah. uh, summer replacement show, if you mm. will. Mm-hmm. And Mason Williams was such a good guitarist and everything that uh, he did <laughs> one thing that reminds me of it. Uh, Tommy Smothers, who was quite outspoken, mm-hmm. more so than Dick, said that uh, he listened to it uh, for the song, mm-hmm. and uh, he said Tommy Smothers kind of got a pensive look in his face, sure. and he said, that's the most over-arranged piece of... Blank, 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 blank. Sure, sure. <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> At that time, he mm-hmm. was, you know, just not going to take anything from anybody. So it was. I told him mm-hmm. to get out, and to his credit, sure. he came back the next day and said, I was completely wrong. Uh-huh. It's a great record. So mm-hmm. <laughs> It is. It really is. And was the fella... Uh, who Tommy Smothers was shouting at? Was that Mike Post? I believe it was because he had something to do with the production mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah, 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 and production of the song. Right. Uh, he wrote like the middle section, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Is it time for classical gas? Time for a little bit of classical gas. Okay, bye. ladies and gentlemen, here's Mason Williams. Resolves, yeah. Then, you know, just so pleasantly. Yes. After what we go through in that song, <laughs> you know. Right. Oh, hey, Dad, I got a question for you. Yeah. Okay, because you're the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Glenn Campbell perform that song? Yes. Mm-hmm. What a hoot! Mm-hmm. Anybody that could do that song justice, Glenn just played it to the nines. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, what a showman, you know. 
Glenn Campbell. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was Classical Gas by Mason Williams. All right. And the next song. The next song. Mm-hmm. On the list. On the list. Is by a man named Boots. Boots? Yes, Boots. Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Boots Randolph. Yeah, that was his nickname, of course. Randolph was his real last name. Mm-hmm. And he was an excellent studio musician in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, probably other than this song, his main claim to recognition mm-hmm. came from the solos he played on Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree mm-hmm. by um, Brenda Lee yeah. and uh, Mean Woman Blues by Roy Orbison. Ah, now, was that by Roy Orbison? Was that, I got a woman mean as she can be? That's the one. Oh, okay. And, oh, okay, so I heard Yakety Sax on the Benny Hill show. Okay, like Benny Hill would be, he'd be chased by angry women and policemen and who knows what else. I didn't mm-hmm. see every episode. Of Pandemonium the Incorporated. Yes, yes. Yeah. and so he would start running around and just be, you know, and that was actually like in other comedy shows, like that would be referenced in other, I'm not really certain. I think the last one I watched, I think was Family Guy or Family Guy. Um, made reference to that or something like that. Like one of the characters was running around like Benny Hill would run around and there was Yakety Sax being played. The chicken with head cut off proverbial. I suppose yeah. so, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like, oh, oh yeah. I'm being chased and uh-huh. oh, can I get away and something like that. So, yeah. Well, okay. I'll tell you what. With that kind of a buildup, mm-hmm. how can we not feature Boots Randolph with his one and only alone big hit called Yakety Sax? Yeah, that's a great sax song, that Yakety Sax. In fact, uh, I had uh, the pleasure of having sax players in the band, hmm. David B. and the Sonics, who mm-hmm. could uh, play that thing. Oh, and yeah. And that was really something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that must have taken a lot out of a person. Yes, that, that it did, yeah. And uh, crowd response was always great, too. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I do believe that. You know, you could really get up, you know, and really kind of, you know, get going to that song. Definitely. You know, grab someone and just, you know, yep. grab your partner and dance, dance, dance. Yes, you could. Yes. Okay, so we've reached the last song on the list. And what might that be? Stranger on the Shore. Oh, that's a pretty song. Yes, it is. By Ackerbilk or Mr. Ackerbilk. Yes, right? emphasis on the Mr. Mr. Ackerbilk. Yeah, and so I had heard this song many, many times, like in movies, just, yeah, it was on the radio, Mm -hmm. I mean, the radio, on the radio in the home I was in, you know. Well, it was the first song written and performed by a British artist Hmm. to top the U.S. charts. Wow. Yeah, the first one. That is quite the The other ones that came close were Lonnie Donegan. Okay. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? (laughs) (laughs) No, it does not, sir. And Laurie London said he's got the whole world in his hands. Oh, okay. Okay. And when was this? Oh, that was uh, long about like 1961. Oh, okay. And uh, 
58, I think. Uh, oh, okay. He's got the whole world in his oh, hands with popular. Yeah. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. I do apologize. Yeah, respectively. Right. right. Those two songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so this one, it's just so mellow, isn't it? It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty song, and it stayed on top of the charts all over the place, and you mm-hmm. still hear it today. Yes. And apparently, Bilk claimed that he wrote this song in a taxi cab. Amazing. You know, mm-hmm. that must have been some ride to just be looking yeah. out the window of the taxi cab, you know, and probably just to go, you know what? Hey, I ought to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or let me get out my clarinet in this taxi cab. There you go. Okay. So shall we play the tune? Let's do it. Okay. Mr. Ackerbilk, front and center with Stranger on the Shore. That is one beautiful song. Yes, it is. Like listening to it, I'm supposed to like start waving goodbye, you mm-hmm. know, or waving at, I suppose, that stranger on the shore, right. you know, as if I'm saying goodbye too. You know, and that's the last song on our list right there. Boy, and we covered them. I'll tell you, those 10 instrumentals mm-hmm. just embellish the fact that we did before 10 guitar instrumentals. And mm-hmm. now we got the other guys in the band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's so many more. Hopefully we can cover some more, you know, in a. Another episode. Very true. Yeah. Okay, so if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you can go to prairiepublic.org. That's prairiepublic.org, and you can search for Davy B's Hit Song Vault. Okay, that's prairiepublic.org, and search for Davy B's Hit Song Vault, and you can listen to more episodes there. Or you can go to your favorite podcast platform or favorite podcast provider and search for Davy B's Hit Song Vault and listen to this show there. What? What's this? I hear a song with vocals in it. Vocals? Yes, with lyrics. It's amazing. Yes. that me- Oh, that must mean that the show is over. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that means. Okay, well, I guess until next time, right, Dan? All right, John. Yep. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Yes. Okay, goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, it's a cheater who pays.